0: Hey there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this is the Gem Jam, where we do an episode-by-episode recap of the 1980s cartoon Gem and the Holograms because it is truly outrageous. And it's another heart episode, I guess. A change of heart. Season 3, episode 10, aka episode 63, is a change of heart. It's the Minx episode. You guys, I'm, I'm having a really hard time realizing that there's only two more episodes after this. There's two more episodes and we're gonna be
1: talking about them.
0: Oh god, I thought we did a series wrap on Sean Harrison.
1: We miss Sean, don't we? No, we don't.
0: No one misses Sean Harrison. We'll be doing a sort of retrospective episode after we wrap up the last episode of the cartoon. And at that point, we'll, you know, talk about what's up with the podcast afterwards and all that. But yeah, Gem, This episode is written by Christy Marks, which is weird. It's not a finale. And also it's not quite up to snuff with her usual stuff. But I will say you can kind of tell it's a Christy Marks because it references other things that happen in continuity. And it also involves like doing research on actual things. Which is definitely more of a Christy Marks thing, kind of like what we saw with the radio episode. Yeah, Christy Marks episodes are actually set in a world not unlike our own. And every other episode of the show is in a weird alternate dimension where the laws of physics don't apply. And to that end, our episode starts at an electronics trade show in 1989, I think it is. I think we're now in 1989, which means we're looking at 1989 tech, which, oh boy. It's very exciting. We go to a booth where this guy is extolling the virtues of a synth to Jericha. Don't tell me, tell him, she says, pointing at Rio. He's the technical genius around here. Thing one, he doesn't even play a musical instrument thing too way to set us all back 30 years jerrica at least to her credit she's going to go look at business computers the better with which to do business but no one is going to make eye contact with her there at all she's gonna have to flag someone down to talk to them And even then, they're going to be constantly looking over her shoulder for the man who must surely be accompanying her here. Hooray for nerds! We're not better. Minx, meanwhile, is also at the trade show and she's looking at keyboards. And and the dude tells her that there's four megabytes of memory. No, not even. It has a full megabyte of memory. I wrote this line down verbatim.
1: Oh jeez, I thought he said four!
0: one entire megabyte. I love 80s tech specs and 90s tech specs. I love them so much. A full megabyte. At a tech show, that means this is like top of the line, probably like really high end. This is not something the average consumer can afford. But yeah, Riot and Rapture walk by and Minx wanders off and says, oh, these nerds were just showing me the synthesizer and like, wow. Is that Minx deflecting because she knows that she is also in fact a huge nerd? I think it might be. So Riot is like... Like, I am so bored, just buy whatever you want, I'm going to go look at the mirrors. He doesn't say that, but I wish he did. (laughs) Minx and Rapture are walking through the hallways, and this is where we find out that Minx has actually gotten bored of chasing after Rio until Rapture reverse-psychologies her into going after him again. She's like, Rio's the only man you haven't been able to hook. And Minx is like, Is that a dare? I accept. And then she approaches Rio, and the first words out of his mouth are, Oh no, leave me alone. He is so tired, you guys. <laughs> he is so, so tired. Minx actually starts talking about, like, Okay, you're looking at synthesizers. I mean, make sure to get a good vector synth, you'll have a warmer sound. And Rio's like, A girl knows about a computer? And it turns out that Minx has been building her own synthesizer since she was like 14. That's rad as heck. That is rad as heck. I also really like this scene where Minx is like helping him out with diagrams and stuff and like she engages with another human being on an actual emotional level. This is cool. It doesn't last though. We have not seen this aside from just like playing yes and with Rapture and Riot. This is probably also why Tech Rat likes her. (gasps) It is! Yes! Yes, I love it! I ship it. The fact that we never got this on screen is a crime. It really is. Rio in this is like you know about synthesizers and like Rio, Rio, Rio makes plays one instrument.
1: And like all the holograms, they apparently play 12, all of which are guitar.
0: Also, Jesus, Rio's sweater. Oh, man. They chose some looks from the Rio look book in this episode and they are... Primo. So later, Jericho walks up to, like, Minx and Rio looking over his notebook and talking about synthesizers. And Jericho's like, <laughs> I hope I'm not interrupting anything. And Rio's like, <gasps> I wasn't thinking about sex. And then Minx demands that Rio take her to launch. Lunch. And Rio's like, uh, nope, uh, my girlfriend's right over there, so I'm going to go run away with her. Bye. And Rapture, who has been lurking in the eaves, I suppose, just wanders out and is like, So how'd it go? And Minx is like, I will announce my next plan of attack at the Celebrity Beach Bash. Cut to the Celebrity Beach Bash. Where Jem is sitting under a parasol reading alone. There are some lovingly depicted women in swimsuits in this establishing shot. Thanks, Toei. Glad you could be here. I'm not complaining. Lindsay is also hosting this event, basically, and by the way, this is the first time it is episode 63, and this is the first time I've ever noticed that Lindsay and Stormer have the same voice actor. And it just may be Miss Stormer. Who is also not in this episode. At least the actress is getting some work. Riot like sachets into Jem's mentions, and it's like, hey Lindsay, we're dating. We're dating, Jim. We're we an item, aren't we? We look like an item, don't we? I bet we are. And Pizzazz sees this. Pizzazz, Pizzazz, we missed you. It's Pizzazz. And Pizzazz comes over and kicks sand at Jim. I'm not kidding. That's literally what she does. It's like some kind of Rule sixty three Charles
1: Atlas ad. And Riot's like, "What, Pizzazz? Calm yourself." And Jim also stands up to like start a fight with him. Pizzazz goes, "Shut up, Riot," and shoves him down onto his butt. And then Pizzazz is like, "I'm." telling you Jem, for the last
0: time the out of my way song when's the last time we heard this it must have been a very long time ago episode one i thought it was the guitar motorcycle song but i was sure i must be wrong this is that song where pizzazz finished sat down on a couch and then eric applauded and it was like with music like that we'll take over the world this is the one that broke the theory of like non-diegesis It's so beautiful. I love it. So things you need to know about this song. Thing number one, you know that gif where a gem turns into a surfboard and hops over next to a bunch of other surfboards? This is where that's from. And you know what? That would be exciting enough, but that's not the most exciting thing in this music video. Thing two, the Limp Lizards have lizard print bathing suits. It's the Limp lizard! Did we last see the limp lizards in like the Kimber Stormer episode? Was that it? I think that's the last time we saw
1: them. Oh my god, our babies! How's your life been, guys? Has it been completely normal and kind of bland compared to everybody else's? And I feel like we actually get
0: a hint of that, though, because the limp lizards are just sort of posing for a nice photo and then Pizzazz knocks herself into them while she's chasing Riot, picks herself up and runs off, and the limp lizards just kind of shrug and do a new pose for a nice photo. They're very chill about this whole thing. Thing number three about this music video, Pizzazz's nemesis here is not Jem, it is a crab. She is menaced by a crab for the entirety of a song. Like, it keeps pinching her. Also, okay, Pizzazz and Riot definitely just both watch Jem transforms from a surfboard back into a lady. They definitely both see that. We're canceled, whatever. And so the song finishes and we're back in that same, like, argument. So maybe this happened, maybe it didn't. This perhaps was not diegetic Scooby-Doo shenanigans on a beach. And Lindsay's like, uh, fun in the sun, folks. Please cut, cut, cut to something else. Oh my God. Commercial, go to commercial, go to commercial now. Commercial now. And now for a word from our sponsors. Our sponsors, please. Our sponsors have a word to say. Meanwhile, Rio is also at the beach. I don't know why. He's not a celebrity. He shouldn't be at the celebrity beach bash. But Minx rolls up, tries to hit on Rio. He once again tells her no, and she calls him a creep, which I feel is a pot kettle type situation. It's like, yes, Rio is justifiably a creep, but Minx has also been sexually harassing him since she showed up. Yeah, literally every time she's on screen, she is either... Actively harassing Rio or thinking about it. Rapture and Minx reconvene again, and Minx is like, ugh, he sucks. I'm going for a swim. I'm going to blatantly ignore this hand painted sign right in front of me that says, don't swim, there's a dangerous undertow. What's great is that as she walks away, she reveals the undertow sign, which in terms of like economy of composition is very good. And Rapture's like, Minx, don't. And Minx is, by the way, weighted out to her ankles, and then she gets smacked by a gigantic wave. I like how Christy Marks wrote in, like, this fairly realistic risk to someone swimming, i.e. a dangerous undertow, and the animators were just like, you know what? Tsunami.
1: But I will give... That a single foot of water can carry a truck away, so up to her basically her ankles could knock her over, and then you combine that with a wave, and that could eventually drag you out far enough to get hit by the undertow. So Rapture sees Minx uh, get swept up by the undertow
0: and knows that she is going to die, so she goes to run to people for help. Is there no lifeguard on duty? Good news, you know how we don't know what Rio's job is? Oh god, today... It's Lifeguard. Rapture actually goes up to Riot and says, Riot, you've got to help me. And Riot, who is trying to impress two girls, is like, no. And so Rapture runs up to Rio instead. That's, that's your second choice? That's your B team? To her credit, Rapture's voice actor in this is really selling this blind panic that someone she loves and cares about is going to die. I mean, it's actually a really tense moment. And I think a lot of that has to do with Rapture's voice acting in this. But Rio is immediately like, if this turns out to be another ploy for Minx to date me, and then kind of leaves that threat hanging as he leaps into the sea. By the way, as he swims out, Minx goes under and... That's our commercial break. Memento mori. Minx is dead. We don't even care, we're canceled, you didn't buy enough dolls, now you get to watch them die. One by one. Rio successfully rescues Minx and swims back to shore and like, how is it that Minx is like insta-drowned by this undertow but Rio escapes it just fine? It's not even really a problem for him. He is completely immune to the effects of the undertow. Which is not how undertows work. It's not how tides work. It's not how waves work. Those things are strong. But he's a big, powerful man, so it's fine. Ugh. And then he performs, like, not quite CPR. He blows in her mouth a few times. He does a couple rounds of rescue breathing, and then she kind of coughs delicately and sits up. She should be puking up water.
1: By the way, kids, modern-day CPR now says don't do the rescue breathing at all Just pump the chest and think of Another One Bites the Dust as you're doing it or I Will Survive. Whichever you can feel the beat of better. Don't sing along.
0: So Minx sits up and just looks at Rio and says, You saved me after I was so mean to you. You saved our lives, we are eternally grateful. Henry was like, please don't. Please don't swear a life debt to me, I already have enough responsibilities. And what's really great is that as Minx is swearing that from now on she'll be good and honest and helpful, Riot's like, yeah, she's probably got heatstroke, we're out. Again, this is on the level of pizzazz openly saying she doesn't have a conscience. As soon as Minx is like, I'm gonna make up for everything I ever did, immediately we check in on Aja, who is like, I don't buy it. She's pure evil. People don't just change. So back at the Stinger's house? Studio? Mansion? All the above. Minx is over by her keyboard, frantically writing on a clipboard, and Riot asks her if she's writing a new song, but no, she's writing literally everything she knows about Rio or Jem or the holograms on a clipboard, and I actually copied down everything that's on here because it's amazing. Rio, and next to that, Synth. Below that is Jem with nothing next to it. Below that is Starlight Girls, hyphen, girls in lowercase. Aja, question mark. Shayna, question mark. Kimber with nothing next to it. Rhea with nothing next to it. Jerrica, underlined, question mark. I think she's supposed to be writing out, like, gift ideas. These, I think it might be gifts next to the Starlight Girls, which is a great gift idea. I saw it as girls, I don't know. I just like the idea that she had to confirm that the Starlight Girls are in fact girls. Riot and Rapture are like, this is a bit, right? This has to be a bit. Is this real? This is fake. This seems fake. And then we go over to the set piece that we're gonna see a lot in this episode and nowhere else, which is maybe Starlight Music? I guess Rio has a little hidey hole there? He's got some kind of workshop, I guess? for all the work that Rio does and Minx comes in because remember Stinger Sound is across the street from Starlight Music. She's like I owe you my life and Rio says I'd rather forget about it. He's so tired, you guys. But Minx has brought over some of her circuit designs and diagrams because remember she's been building synthesizers since she was 14. And Rio's like uh I don't believe that this is you actually being helpful. I think this is another you sexually harassing me thing. What legitimate reason to think that. He is very surprised by these circuit diagrams, and when Jericho arrives and Minx is like, Oh, please let me help you, please, PLEASE I will help you, I'll be so good! And Ryo takes Jericho aside and is like, This might be legit, she hasn't been sexually harassing me all afternoon. I mean, like, actually sexually harassing me, this might still be a long con. This is weird though, right? So Jerrica says like, okay, we'll give her a chance. Why don't you come by Starlight Mansion later? And then we cut to Minx's new license plate, which is I-W-I-L-B-G-D. I will be good. I love it. She got her plate changed that fast. So she walks into Starlight Mansion with some paper sacks, like some grocery bags, and she references when they stayed at Starlight Mansion and weren't very nice to the Starlight Girls, which, again, this is a Christy Marks episode, so there's continuity. Mix may not remember anything that happened in the intervening time, but she at least remembers that. And so she's like, I brought goodies to apologize to the Starlight Girls. She brings them, like, ice cream and sweets and, like, candy and toys, uh, more notably, like various types of water pistols and like noise making ray guns which is all very nice of her but also maybe should have cleared it with the kids actual guardians Because, like, some parents are very touchy about you giving their kids toy guns. Then they invite her into the music studio and she's like, wow, a lot of this stuff is really expensive. Maybe you should have a security system? Which I think is a great point because, like, the day they moved into this mansion, somebody broke in and planted a bomb. So Mix is like, I will install the best security system I can find. We go back to where the stingers are. (laughs) Maybe it's next door. I don't know. Rapture and Riot are doing an interview and Rapture is put on her grifting cape again from last episode (laughs) she put on her wizard grifting cape no hat though and as they are like duping this interviewer about raptor's ability to tell what people's past lives were including that riot is descended from a long line of leaders and kings Minx comes in and points out that she bought the crystal ball last week at like a Halloween store, and Riot's grandfather was a coal miner from Wales. The interviewer leaves. Rapture and Riot get mad at Minx, and Minx is like, I just thought you might want to try a little honesty. And Riot, with more in the vein of I don't have a conscience, says, Honesty? Okay, Minx, cut out this nonsense. So they march her to the recording studio, and they're like, play something. Maybe it'll make you feel better. And then she starts it on class classical music and they hate it because if you're good you can't play rock music so then we get a music video for Are You Feeling Alright? It's also a good song, actually. Most notable is that there's a scene where, like, they stick EKG stickers onto her head and scan it, and the result they get on the screen is a smiley face. And Riot says that, like, all right, look, I won't tolerate this helping nonsense. I don't have a conscience. I want the strong, arrogant, competent minx back. And they kick her out of the stingers until she stops this niceness stick. So she goes to Starlight Music. And this is a scene. Oh boy. Minx goes to Rio and says, I literally have nowhere else to go. Please help me. My visa is tenuous as it is. And Rio's like, But I have my own problems. And Minx is like, Oh, you don't care about me, and runs to the roof? Saying she doesn't have anything to live for? Is this the only 80s cartoon with an attempted suicide in it? Well, I've seen 100
1: episodes of He-Man and there were none there yet.
0: But there's still like 200 to go. It could get really wild. So Rio and Jerica have also followed Minx up to the rooftop. Minx is on the ledge. Minx is ready. This is a literal ledge that Minx is on. And Riot is like, please don't do this. I care about you very much. And the mink says, Rio, you're all I have now. I couldn't go on living without you oh no and that's a commercial break i've been friends with this person i've been friends with the person who you're afraid that if you tell them that you can't constantly be on call to handle their problems you're worried that they are gonna off themselves and it's not a fun situation to be in i've been there too kind of a weird thing to
1: drape your episode around if you have been that friend or currently are that friend it still is okay to create boundaries It's healthy, in fact. And much like an EMT training, it's always important to consider your own safety and health before you consider anybody else's. Anyway,
0: moving on to some less horribly depressing parts of the episode, hopefully. We go to Starlight House and we actually see Mrs. Bailey. I'm gonna guess this is a series wrap on Mrs. Bailey. Who hasn't showed up for, like, a lot of episodes? She has, like, one line in this episode and it's yelling at the girls to behave. Right, because the girls are playing with ray guns and water pistols in the house, there's also a gun that seems to shoot relish. And then, like, we also come into some other Starlight girls who have tummy aches because they've eaten too much junk food, and you guys? I know that Minx probably should have cleared this with the holograms before she brought over that stuff, but this is Minx doing something and Gem and the holograms not following through and dealing with this responsibly. This is a problem stemming from lack of supervision, if anything. But of course, it's all Minx's fault, and Aja is going to, like, beat up Minx because Aja is bad at supervision. But Minx is installing this brand new burglar alarm, which is. Is definitely going to cause shenanigans. I was going to say it's a ticking time bomb, but nope, we already had one of those, literally. I don't think you can metaphorically say ticking time bomb in a show where there have been actual multiple ticking time bombs. So Minx sets up the main control panel with like the number bar and everything and says, okay, to set it up, you do this code, to turn it off, you do this code. And they're all like, oh, really? Thanks. Very straightforward. We'll come back to this. In the meantime, she says, "Jerica, I figured out what I'm going to do for you. Come with me to the House of Glamour, where she says, Rio's fallen in love with me, so I'm going to help you get a new boyfriend by having these guys give you a complete makeover. A couple things. One, this is the House of Glamour from Roxy Rumbles. Two, this doesn't actually seem to be like part of a, a grandmaster scheme. This is her honestly deciding that Rio has fallen in love with her. And three, I actually I feel like buying Jerica a makeover to get some other dude would actually be a pretty good gesture if it didn't involve Minx sexually harassing Rio all the time. Just saying, hey, you should break up with Rio because he's terrible. Here's a makeover is fine. You don't even need a new boyfriend. Just dump your old one. Just do something nice for you, Jerica. You're worth more than Rio. So we head back to. Rio's studio or his little hidey hole or whatever it is. And it turns out that Minx and this is maybe the most understandable thing in this whole episode, Minx in an effort to be helpful has slowly overtaken the whole project to build a synthesizer. She's basically building it for him at this point. And when Rio suggests that, well, I don't, this was kind of for me to learn this, Minx starts crying and then Rio isn't allowed to have feelings anymore. Again, the friend that you like bend over backwards to please because if you set any boundaries, they're just gonna threaten to kill themselves again so remember the security system oh boy chrissy opens a window and that sets off the alarm and then kimber goes over to turn it off and she can't remember the combination which i don't think this is mix's fault no it is really not i mean if they could remember they could have said could you write the combination down Like, what most people, I think, do is they write the combination down and, heck, I remember, like, my Grams' security system, he just wrote it down and taped it on the inside lid. Which I feel defeats the purpose of the security system, but here we are.
1: I remember your parents' security system from your old house. But that's because it was your birthday, so it was super easy.
0: Heads up, anyone who wants to break into Annie's parents' house.
1: No, old house, they don't live there anymore. It's
0: a completely different house and probably a completely different security system. And also my parents don't live together anymore. So now they're both individually using your birthday as the combination to their security systems. (laughs) It's maybe not the most secure. Anyway, Ryo comes over, saves the day by ripping the panel off and, like, flicking a wire, which, again, I feel defeats the purpose of the security system. The weird thing is that he peels off, like, the number pad to reveal another number pad. So everybody's grousing about Minx, and then Jericho comes in with her new look. She has, like, 90% shoulder pads. Like, they did up her hair, so instead of, like, having that half-pony thing that she usually does, sort of, it is like they stuck a dusting broom on top of her head. This entire outfit is a nightmare. And that's when we get the old overhearing people talking crap about you plot device. Yeah, that's nobody's anxiety dream. As Minx comes in the back door with Ryo's finished synthesizer and hears them all griping about her. And then she... Comes in, starts crying, and says she brought Rio's synthesizer. And Rio's like, It's your synthesizer. I wanted to build it. There's an actual, like, rational conversation to have here, but it never happens. And then Jerrica says, oh, Minx, it's just too much. Music video. Jerrica's singing the song. Jerrica, not Jim. The video is just a clip show of the episode. They ran out of animation budget. They super did. At least to the song's credit, like, the whole thing is, I know you are trying to be helpful, but this is not helpful. But. It's a little intense for that. Yeah. It's a whole song about how you failed to help the people you just wanted to help. And they hate you for it. Yay. And then at the end of the song, Minx runs up to the roof again. Completely silent. And everyone runs outside like, Minx, don't jump. But she doesn't jump. Instead. Instead, she
1: flings down the
0: keyboard. Oh, it smashes so beautifully on the ground. Happy birthday to the ground! So yeah, Minx is back to being like a really awful person. Then she marches out of that room, which I think it was Laura's room. So uh, we're two for two on rooftop scenes outside Laura's room. She snatches all of the toy guns out of the girl's hands and breaks them with her heel. And is like, Minx, you're overreacting. And she says, I have only begun. I love how the, like, the only two options for Minx are complete overbearing helpfulness, or being the worst person on earth. As she like storms out, she shoots all of them with like the relish gun and then says she feels better now and then leaves. Oh, it's so good. So everyone laments the whole situation with Minx and Jerica's like, well, I hope she at least learned something about like being helpful, maybe? And you think we're going to a scene where Minx has learned something but no don't be a fool we go to a stinger show where you guys the singers are actually like tuning their instruments and they're very excited that Minx is back as they start the concert a fuse box blows and Right and Rapture are like oh Minx is a nerd she can help with that Minx can you help? and she's like I help no one and nothing I kind of hate that they didn't show us the inside of the fuse box and the fact that it's jammed with like ten dollars worth of pennies and that's our episode Minx is back to being a horrible person she has learned nothing I I, I love the stingers so much.
1: I love them. They're my favorite.
0: The real conviction and commitment to being villains is amazing. And the weird thing is we're gonna get kind of a heel turn here for our next episode because we've had sort of a Rapture episode. We've definitely had a Minx episode. And next, we're going to get the Tragic Riot backstory episode, where it turns out he's actually a pretty chill dude. It's a little incongruous. I love Riot. He's such a jerk, but he's such a great jerk. Join us for Riot's Hope next time, uh, which is gonna be our penultimate cartoon episode. Yeah, second last one. I'm freaking out a little. The Gem Jam comes out every Sunday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can also find us on Twitter and Tumblr. We're at The Gem Jam just about everywhere except on Twitter, where we are at Gem Jam Cast. If you like what we do and you want to support us, a like, rating, review, subscribe, comment, wherever you find our podcast is always really helpful. Helps our metrics, helps us get discovered, helps us feel good about almost being done here and not freaking out. We're not. We're kind of freaking out. We are
1: absolutely not freaking out. We're not freaking out at all. We're
0: freaking out. No one's no, freaking out. No one's, are
1: you freaking out? Not fre- not freaking out? I'm not freaking out. I'm, freaking out I'm totally I'm
0: freaking fine. out. No one's freaking out. No, nope. I have
1: not freaked out at all. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> I'm looking forward to having
0: weekends off again. If you would like to support us with dollars, you can do that at patreon.com slash the gem jam. For a couple months a month, you can support this and other projects like I Will Fight You. Date Dammit is out now. You should go watch it. By the way, we do say swear words there. And also we're playing Seduce Me the Otome, which is a dating sim with two date, uh, at least one face slap by a father figure and possibly worse things to come. It's not a very good <laughs> game. I have regrets. Join us next time for Riot's Hope. And until then, Dear listeners, I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this has been the Gem Jam. Wherever remind you, a stitch in time stays outrageous.